Well, hasn't this just been a swell Sunday before Christmas? The Capitals blow a 2-0 lead. The NHL's in a COVID crisis. Oh my goodness, it's beginning to look a lot like... Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Capitals. I am your host, as always, the insider of the insiders, Tyler Fuel, here on this Monday edition of Locked On Capitals, where, boy, oh boy, this, uh, it, yeah, the last 48 hours, this is the last time we talked. How, first of all, how are you all doing today? How is everybody on this Monday morning? Do you have a case of the Mondays? Do you feel like you just don't know what's going on right now? Welcome to Lockdown Capitals, where we're just like you. I literally, I mean, we're we're gonna get into everything here today. We are good. Yes, we're gonna talk about COVID. We're gonna get into it. We have to get into it because <laughs> guess what, kids? The Capitals are in the thick of it. Now, unfortunately, it's not as not as dire straits as it is maybe north of the border, which we will discuss here in just a moment time. But we'll get into that. We'll also get into the game that happened on Sunday. We're not going to talk a whole lot about the Winnipeg Jets game on Friday because it'll kind of tie into the Kings game a little bit. Uh, That happened Sunday night. The Caps losing to the Los Angeles Kings. And we'll, of course, give our cool caps tonight because we have a big one, a kind of a cool one, a cool little fun story, maybe to end this show on a lighter, positive note. Because boy, oh boy, we need those sorts of things these days. Because even when there's a little bit of snow, there's not enough light coming off of that to make us all feel chip cheerio there, pal. So let's let's get into... First of all, thank you all very much for making Locked On Capitals your first listen and first watch of the day. I know I, I try my best to have some fun with this sort of thing and make you all happy. And uh, yeah, it's it's tough times right now. So the COVID issues, because the reason why we got to talk about the COVID issues is because I've seen a lot of people kind of complain about the loss last night to L.A. because of COVID. You're right. There were four Washington Capitals were out of the lineup. There were a couple players for the Winnipeg Jets when the Caps took them on on Friday that were out of the lineup because of COVID protocol. And there was, I mean, there weren't COVID protocol. There were injuries, but there were other there have been other games that have had players that have been out of the lineup because of COVID of course, Winnipeg had just you know lost their coach, Paul Maurice, resigning literally that day. Dave Lowry taking over just hours before that game. My thing is this. And this may just kind of be one big all mush of the LA Kings loss and the COVID issues. So the, the big news, of course, coming out of yesterday, two things. One, the National Hockey League will not have a pause. They announced it. They're not going to pause. They're going to keep trying to put through it as... of the National Hockey League is vaccinated. Hello, Tyler Bertuzzi. So my first take on that is a little spooky, kind of scared. But you know what? If it works out, if they can get through it, okay. Because right now the variant is really putting a damper on these cases. Like cases are rising, and yes, everyone can pound on the ground and say, "But this is not as not as mortal. It's not as bad as the Delta variant and all these past other variants, whatever." And I'm like, you know what? That, that whatever, whatever. That's fine. I get. I understand that. But the problem is that people are testing positive, and we kind of discussed it on Friday. The reason why the NHL is still pausing these games because it is a case by case basis. A lot of these teams, because of the COVID issues, the Colorado Avalanche, 
the Florida Panthers, now the Detroit Red Wings, we've heard, are pausing through Christmas. And yeah, is that how it's, is that kind of the, the bummer stories that these teams are taking the week off? Well, yes, but the problem is that these teams have been hit hard by COVID. The Caps have only lost four players during this time. At most, they've only had four players. You know, the St. Louis Blues were ravaged earlier this year. They chose not to pause. The National Predators, lately during this great run they've been having, they've been hit with a big COVID bug, but they've kept pushing through it. So it's it's almost to the point where teams are trying to figure out what's best for them at that time. Is it better to pause a week and just kind of take a couple games off or keep playing with what we have? Because right now, a lot of the teams are choosing to play. Washington Capitals in particular. Now, granted, the cases aren't bad enough for Washington to take a pause. However, that's why the National Hockey League has not chosen a pause. I know a lot of people are screaming pause. I was ready for a pause to come around here. The league has announced that any games this week that were between two teams from opposite sides of the border, i.e. Canadian versus American teams, those will not happen through the end of Christmas or through the end of this coming week. And my take on it is this. I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's going to solve anything, but it, it's something, right? Because right now, the, the big problem that the NHL is having is that while the COVID testing is getting done quickly and efficiently in the United States, can be done in hours, in Canada, it's not as easy. In Canada, it, the tests have been taking longer even though there has been reports from multiple provinces and provincial health governments that they have a lot of tests available, the testing process is slower. That is why the story with the Carolina Hurricanes, they had to sit in the tarmac in Vancouver before having to take Sebastian Ajo, and I believe that was that Jordan Martinuk, or was that Brett Pesci? I think it was Mark. A couple other Carolina Hurricanes had to go off, had to be taken off the plane because of COVID protocol and had to stay in Vancouver while the rest of the team flew back. So they're just doing this to see if that if the cases start to subside a little bit, or at least not have to worry about teams having to keep players in Canada because of po- testing positive up there, especially especially during the Christmas holiday, because I'm pretty sure a lot of these players want to spend Christmas with their families, not in a hotel in Vancouver, Edmonton, wherever. Of course, the Toronto Maple Leafs' next couple of games have been canceled because of their COVID issues as have the Vancouver Canucks. They were supposed to play on Saturday. Those games had been postponed. The, it's Right now, yeah, things are looking bleak. I myself, I, I write, I do daily preview games. You know, when the Red Wings play, I write previews for the Red Wings. So when I kind of plan ahead a little bit, thinking, all right, well, they had to cancel their game on Tuesday because they're supposed to play the Colorado Avalanche, who had already previously postpone and are shutting down operations throughout the week well they're gonna play minnesota on thursday write the article have it kind of set up kind of left it open for minnesota to kind of you know adjust it when they play because they play tomorrow and of course what happens kids well the red wings shut down so it's it's more or less just to kind of see what happens i don't expect many of these pauses to take over two weeks because once again outside of that guy that plays for Detroit number 59 with long hair and is quite the weirdy these players can once again test negative twice asymptomatic of course and they can be back in the lineup 
and they want to try to keep everyone kind of away from each other to make sure that this COVID bug does not spread to other players so they don't have to worry about keep you know, guys keep getting this virus here. So this that's really the tough part in this whole thing is just trying to slowly work their way through getting not say getting through this together, but like because it's not because it's not going to end. That's the problem. Like, this is not going to end tomorrow. It's not going to end by Christmas. It's not going to end by New Year's Day. This is going to be a long, hard, slow process. So, who I I myself I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic. Of course, easier said than done. But the long and the short of it is this: I, I don't think we can use COVID as an excuse for hockey games. And by hockey, I mean for teams to lose games at this point. And I'll explain why here in just a little bit. Because COVID is an issue, and I understand why why Ontario, of course, is at half capacity, why the Canadians took a big loss going, having no fans against Philly in their last game. I understand that. But right now, I think COVID... Because a couple people already wrote out, Michael. Like, well, of course the Caps lost today. They had a COVID-depleted lineup. I'll get to my point here in just a minute why I think that's a bunch of malarkey right now. But first, I got to tell you guys about Built Bar. Yes, it's the holiday season. And grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar, Built Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds with Built Bar. Delicious and healthy. Bilt Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down the mall doors and battle the holiday shoppers as well. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Bilt Bar can give you the extra something you need to keep going. So throw one in your jacket or purse because you never know when you're going to need it. Are you friends with Santa? Well, tell Santa to throw a few of those Bilt Bars in the stockings. When with so many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Go to Bilt.com right now to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. 15% off by using LOCKED15 at Bilt.com. Now, yes, people are, I'm sure a few of you right now are probably screaming like, Tyler, why in the world are, why are you defending the the Caps, or like saying, defending the Kings win, I guess, if you will, saying that, oh my gosh, the COVID-depleted lineup, that's why they lost. Well, let's look at this game here. The Caps were up 2-0 at any point in this hockey game. If you have a 2-0 lead in the National Hockey League, and you want to be considered an elite team in the National Hockey League, two goal leads should be enough. Good goaltending. Vitek Vanacek. Not going to really knock him on this game, but with the two goal lead, you should win this hockey game. Will they power play with so many weapons? I get it. You're right. Because that's off. Oshie. Backstrom. Out. Out. Out of the lineup. Ovi's still there, though. Johnny Carlson's still there, though. Lars Eller's had power play time. Daniel Sprong's had power play time in the past. But here's the problem. They still couldn't get it done. Let's kind of take about through the, how this whole game went here. Caps get on the board first because Connor McMichael, ladies and gentlemen, that is right. My good boy from the London Knights, World Junior Championship veteran Connor McMichael scores his fourth goal of the season. Bangs it in by Garrett Sparks starting for the LA Kings here. Uh, okay, guy that played in the ECHL last year. I didn't think the Kings had it that bad at their goaltending position. Yep, there he is starting. Mike Michael gets his fourth of the season. Who gets the assist? That is right, kids. Joe Snively, the local boy, just 25 miles and change away. Washington Little Capitals alum. And he gets his the primary assist 
And his first point with his mom and dad in the crowd, of course, because literally, I mean, they're right down the road. It's kind of hard for them not to miss, hard for them to miss the game, right? They end up going up one nothing. Great moment, of course. You know, of course, Nively, who who got the rookie lap and everything. There's a great photo that's going around social media of him coming out for the warmups first. It's a real cool moment for him. So it's one nothing. Awesome, great sweetness. And then a little bit of. A little bit of nonsense happens. Uh, at one point, uh, the, the game itself got, it was very physical, pretty chippy. It was, it was kind of entertaining. Uh, Blake Lazat got into a Trevor Van Reams dyke, and then all of a sudden, Brendan Lemieux found himself fighting, uh, oh gosh, who who did who is he fighting? He was fighting, Beck Malenstein. Beck Malenstein, he got into a fight with. And Lemieux got an extra two minutes for the roughing call, so Caps got a power play. Unsuccessful. Well, that's not good. And then they, a couple minutes later, Blake Luzat hooks up a guy. All right, that's that's a good catch by the official. It ends up, I believe, the penalty was for it was called what was it called for? It was, it was hooking on Justin Schultz. Remember the hooking call? I just forgot what capital it was. Hooks Justin Schultz about the halfway mark of the period and starts chirping, starts beaking at. It was it Kelly Sutherland that made the call? Starts giving him the lip, lip business and uh, gets the extra two minutes for unsportsmanlike conduct. They put it on NHL.com as abusive officials. Come see, come saw, same thing. And so, big opportunity this hockey game, a four-minute power play. And I look over on the far side, I'm like, you know, Alex Ovechkin on the power play isn't really the hardest skater. He just kind of just floats on that left side, maybe does a little loop in the neutral zone, but I'm like, he could be out here the whole four minutes. And it came into my head, like, man, this is a great opportunity here. And I get, you know, and they cycled out pretty much the other four players. Oh, we stayed out the entire four minutes. Nothing. Nothing. I, 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 oh, we had a couple of chances on the one-timer in this game on the power play. Sparks made a couple of good-looking saves. But it just seemed like without Kuznetsov, without Backstrom, without Oshie, they kept trying to force the play to go to Ovechkin. Carlson and him weren't connecting on those passes, unfortunately. And I think Carlson should have taken a few more shots from the point. I mean, it's with a, with a goaltender like Sparks, having seen him play in the past, having seen him play in both the American League and with his stints with Toronto in the National Hockey League, he's a goaltender you should try to put pucks on net on, guys. There's a reason why he's kind of bounced around the minor league system the last couple of years. And they just didn't take enough opportunities. And granted, the Kings got a lot of block shots as well. They got in the way of a lot of lanes, got good sticks in there. They kill off the entire penalty. However, right as the penalty expires, Justin Schultz walks in, makes sure at least they got something out of it. He picks the top corner. It's 2-0. Goal for Justin Schultz. Only his second of the season. Connor Shearing Garnet Hathaway, who is coming back from the COVID list, gets the assist on the goal. So it's 2-0. Good. Perfect. Awesome. Defensive breakdown, though, later on in the period, leads to Blake Lazat. Yes, that guy, the guy that just came out of the box, was fresh after sitting for four minutes. He scores his third of the season. Nice play by Alex Iafalo to work it out to him. Just, once again, defensive breakdown, left open in front. Not a great shot. Not much Vanacek could have done on that one. So, it's 2-1 going into the third period. Caps are out shooting him. They're out playing him for the most part, but the Kings are still within striking distance. And don't forget, this is an LA Kings team that they've had a little bit of a tough road trip here. It's same thing as when the Caps go out west. Kings are coming out east. Different time change, different setup, kind of a new environment, trying to get some wins. It's not too easy for them. So it seemed like they just need, Caps need to bring it down, just kind of play good defensive hockey, let Vanchik make a couple saves. Well, here comes Roy down the right side. He takes a long shot. I mean, or yeah, I, 
I'm not saying this is a bad play by Vanek, but this would be the one that I would kind of point the finger and say, maybe could have had this one. Matt Roy comes out, takes a long shot. Vanek with the right leg, kicks it out. Juicy rebound. Goaltenders can kick out rebounds nowadays. I myself, I mean, the, the way the pads are made, you can kick pucks out into the high slot because typically they go far enough away from harm's way. Unfortunately, once again, the Washington Capitals, something we've seen way too many times this season, they're unable to pick up the guys on the rebound in front of the goal in the slot. Here comes Christian Wallenden, who has not scored in almost two, has not scored in two years, ends up sneaking it by Vanacek on the rebound. It's 2-2. Great. Well, now we're back to a tie game. And the worst part is, like, it wasn't, in the third period got really, I don't say got quiet, but penalties-wise, like, the Caps were not going to get any more opportunities on the power play. I mean, Elias Anderson and Connor Sheary got into it, but Anderson dropped the gloves. Sheary did nothing. <laughs> but anyways, uh, right before that, right before that led, because it was four on four with a goal by Wallenden. But I'm just like, they missed their opportunities. They missed those power play opportunities, and that's why it was 2-2 late in the third period. Matt Roy just then flutters a puck up down the ice about the halfway mark, or a few minutes later, and I'm just I'm watching this puck, and I'm seeing it bouncing, and anytime I ever see a bouncing puck towards a goaltender, I'm like, something bad's going to happen. You know, just the let, laundry list is just massive. Sebastian Curran, uh, Jonathan Quick, Matthew, Matthew Berdour, Marty Berdour, uh, Vasa Toskala, like if you see a bouncing puck towards a goaltender, something weird's going to happen. Well, this time it didn't just bounce right in. Adrian Kempe is coming in on goal. He's going to try to collect this bouncing vulcanized rubber, which clearly was not frozen well enough at Capital One Arena. Tries to go forehand backhand, hits the top of his blade when he pulls it across, and ends up picking the top corner. 12th goal of the season for Adrian Kempe, by the way, leads the Kings in that category. It is 3 2. Caps get. They get a couple of chances, but nothing super dangerous at all. Despite out-shooting LA 35-24 in this one, they lose 3-2. Yeah, not too good on this one. And the, Like I said, I, I get it. I get it. They didn't have certain playmakers, some certain offensive weapons. Tom Wilson's still out with an upper body injury. Okay, here's the thing. Welcome to the National Hockey League. Welcome to the NHL, where you're not going to have full lineups. Yeah, the Caps have not had a full lineup. Craig McLaughlin said it. We haven't had a full lineup the entire season. And they're still one of the best teams in the league. I don't care how who is in the lineup. These are NHLers, and you go 0 for 6 on a power play. When you get that many opportunities, you got to crack one of those. That's my thing. In saying that it's a depleted COVID lineup, listen, teams across the league have COVID-depleted lineups. Colorado, that's the reason why they had to pause season because they had too many. But they played a Nashville team one night that had just as many players out with COVID. Heck, they pretty much had the Milwaukee Admirals play in that game last week. And the Preds still won that hockey game. Excuses are, I mean, I listen, I've always come up with that mentality is that the only time I ever made an excuse on something was that if I ever could, if I was a goaltender, I couldn't see the shot. If I legitimately could not see a shot, then that's the only case that every time I could say, well, I got nothing on that one. Any other shot that I face, I could have stopped. But that's, that was the only excuse I ever made. When everyone else is having COVID issues, you can't point the finger and say, oh, woe was us. We didn't have all of our top guys. You know what? Darn it. Shoot. That's what happens in, in today's world. My goodness. I'm sorry. This can't be, just be like the NFL where they just move the game back a couple days to let the players 
test negative, whatever the heck we want to call it in the NFL or NBA these days. But the matter is this. It's going to happen to the Caps. It's going to happen to other teams. And all you're going to have to do is compete hard and try to win hockey games. Don't say depleted COVID lineup. Your team lost because they have players that are in the National Hockey League. They lost to another National Hockey League team. doesn't matter who's in the lineup, who's out of the lineup. Just I, I don't want to hear that excuse, okay? I get it. It's an easy tagline for the media. I understand that. It's an easy, easy gig. Easy gig in that say by saying that, oh, man, the Caps lost because they didn't have these guys. It's that's it's an easy 150 words you can put in an article. I, I, I'm a victim of that myself, okay? But the long and the short of it is this. On the ice, you're right. You still have Ovechkin, okay? You still have a guy like Connor McMichael who... He played six, like six minutes. He scores your first goal of your hockey game. Like, what did he do to Pierre Laviolette later on in the game that gave him six? I, I'm sorry, I'm this nothing against Joe Snively, and I get it's a big moment for him. But Joe Snively played almost an entire shift longer than Connor McMichael. Six eighteen for Connor McMichael for you kids at home. Beck Malenstein seven eighteen or seven fourteen, and I mean, and yes, Alexi Proas plays thirteen forty five. That's awesome. Now, yes, the power plays had something to do with it, but heck. Connor McMichael's an offensive weapon. Throw him out on the power play if you're going 0 for 4, 0 for 5. Like, it's ridiculous. And I'm not pointing the finger at Laviolette saying this is a bad decision, this is a bad coach scheme or whatever, because once again, you gave up a 2-0 lead. The players have to own that up to that end. So this is a loss of, of differing proportions. I thought they could have been better all around. So now you got to shake it off. you got a day off before you take on the Philadelphia Flyers. Supposedly, after that, you take on the New York, wait, no, Philadelphia Flyers, New York Islanders. Yeah, I hope I didn't get that mixed up. Flyers on Thursday, Flyers on Tuesday, Islanders on Thursday. I need to go to sleep. Holy moly. So, yeah, that is going to be the upcoming schedule. I know those are two teams that have kind of struggled right now in the Metropolitan Division. But listen, at this point, there's no games off. And if you're going to say the fact, well, we don't have our star playmakers and our other skilled guys in the lineup, well, shoot, then you better work harder to beat these teams that, even with a half-decent lineup, you should probably beat right now the way they're playing heading into Christmas. So that is kind of it for the Washington Capitals game against L.A. They are, they're, they're sitting okay, though. They're 18-6-7. It's not like they're far out of first place, I believe, because the Caps... But the Carolina Hurricanes play tomorrow. They're still tied with the Canes. I'm pull up the schedule, make sure I'm not missing any games today. Because, yeah, right, because the Hurricanes have also postponed uh, through the rest of the week. So they're not playing either. So everyone's going to be kind of stuck right now. Points-wise, I will say this. Kind of dumb for me to be looking at the standings right now because so many teams are not playing right now. So... Right now, they're still tied atop the Metropolitan Division with Carolina. Carolina, who is 21-7-1 and do now have two games in hand on the Washington Capitals. So we'll kind of give our kill caps of the night, look around at the scores that did happen on Sunday night. But first, guys, I got to tell you about Bet Online. It has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues its march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive the bonus. From basketball, football, boxing, UFC, favorite Vegas casino games, right to the National Hockey League, do not wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. 
Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's look at the scores from Sunday night, shall we? They're all they're all done. Cool. At this point in the night, I would hope so. Even the West Coast games, because there are no West Coast games, because the Leafs couldn't play Seattle, which would have been their first game at Clanton Pledge Arena, and of course the Vancouver Canucks are also postponed as well, and also because they canceled all cross country games and whatnot, intercountry games. So the only games that happen, only four on the schedule: the Vegas Golden Knights in a shootout, knocking off the New York Islanders. New York trying to get a point, and they did, just not the extra one they probably wanted. Winnipeg Jets bounce back. First win for Dave Lowry. And behind the bench for the Winnipeg Jets, they win 4-2 over the St. Louis Blues. That was, the, I believe, the last game because the Blues were already in town. That's why they played. The LA Kings, of course, beating the Washington Capitals. And the Pittsburgh Penguins holding on to beat the New Jersey Devils in Newark, New Jersey. 3-2, the winners there. Games on Monday night. Only two now because of all the postponements. Buffalo hosting Columbus at 7 o'clock in the Minnesota Wild heading to D, the big D, Dallas. Take on the Stars, the Minnesota North Stars versus the Minnesota Wild on Monday. And as of right now, we have, before anything else crazy happens, we have two games on Monday, three on Wednesday, no, three on Tuesday, four on Tuesday. Why did I read three so Four on Tuesday, and so far none on Wednesday. A full six games on Thursday, and no games on Friday, I believe. Those good. You want to know how many games are postponed and how crazy it is? There's six games on Thursday, and there were supposed to be a grand total of wow, 15 games on Thursday, the last day of hockey before Christmas. That would have been something, but unfortunately, we have no hockey through. Now it looks to be the 27th, because as far as we know, that's when the teams are going to start playing again. Cool caps of the night. I only got two. I'm going to give one to Justin Schultz. Justin Schultz, a beautiful shot over Garrett Sparks, his second goal of the season. Good-looking shot. And also, of course, Joe Snively. First NHL game, your hometown team, plays D1 college hockey, made it all the way up to the big time, and didn't get to where 97, which he wore with the little caps, but you know what? 91's pretty close. And, of course, he gets the first point on the first goal to hockey him as well. To Connor McMichael, who apparently had to face the media even though he played the least amount of hockey tonight. That's whatever. Well, that is it, folks, for this edition of Locked on Caps. I think it's a good way to end this one here, this Monday edition. Back tomorrow to get you set for the game against the Philadelphia Flyers, which at this point is going to happen, I think. Let's hope so, because boy, oh boy, if things start to get this slow... Yikes, 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 indeed. We will talk about that. Thank you very much for watching once again, making Locked On Capitals your first listen and watch today and every day. Now go make Locked On Bets your one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Your second listen, where your boy Q and Lee Sterling give you the expert analysis for all that you need on the daily action. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Caps. Follow me, the insider of the insiders, Tyler Kuehl, at TJKU29 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, where I did a fun little, fun little thing that I question for you guys while I give you something here. How many arenas in the National Hockey League, where they're played right now, are still being used under the original name when they were built, when they were opened? It's a great question, right? How many? Not as many as you think, but according to what I talked with, with, with Gil the other day, when him and I were chatting up about, uh, we were talking about the World Juniors, which is on the Monday edition of Locked on NHL. So if you want to make that your second listen, I won't be mad either. We did a World Junior preview. That was pretty fun. Took a little bit longer than expected. But uh, when Gil Martin and I were talking, I asked him how many. He went low on me, which was probably a good guess, but 
It's an interesting number. Check it out on my TikTok where I break down each and every arena with a little bit of fun little snippets as well with them. That is it. I'm Tyler Kuehl, the Insider of the Insider, saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow here on Locked On Capitals.